0: what is remorse what's the impact of remorse on mental well-being and can you learn how to deal with remorse in a positive way that's what I'm talking about this week here on let's talk about mental health the weekly podcast that teaches you how to look after your well-being so get comfortable and let's talk Hello and welcome to episode 205 of Let's Talk About Mental Health and thanks so much for joining me as I talk about remorse and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin and I share practical tips you can apply immediately based on quality research and my own experience of learning to live with anxiety and depression after a breakdown in 2011 that changed my life. Each week I teach you simple ways to improve one specific aspect of your well-being, In this episode, I'll be talking about what remorse is, why it has such a big impact on your mental health, and how to deal with it effectively and thoughtfully. So, let's talk about remorse. Some people will lie to your face and feel absolutely zero shame and not a shred of remorse. Think of politicians in recent times. Happily telling us obvious lies like, no, I didn't commit fraud in spite of all the evidence. Or claiming that colonialism didn't do any harm to anyone in the past. That's one of the recent ones from a politician in my own country. And it's deeply shameful that anyone could even possibly think that way. And as a side note, call me old fashioned. But in my day, the politicians at least used to try and pretend they were telling the truth. Now they'll just look you straight in the eye and tell you the sky is pink or that poverty's a good thing. <laughs> On the other hand, many of us can find ourselves waking up at three in the morning, still overthinking about that thing we said or did in 2015. Because, you know, there's no better time to ruminate and beat yourself up over something from the past than in the middle of the night. Or we may find feelings of remorse plaguing us throughout the day, leading us to play events over and over again in our minds, like a scratched CD single. Remember those? (laughs) If you're listening to this episode about remorse, then I'm going to guess you're no stranger to it, and have probably felt it at least once or twice in your life, or maybe a lot more. So, first off, Let's toast to your humanity because that means you're definitely not a robot. So, you know, hooray! Or beep, beep, boop, boop if you are a robot. Don't want to discriminate just in case AI has caught up with our ability to feel. Remorse is that slightly irritating yet fundamentally human emotion that likes to pop up completely uninvited, a bit like your Aunt Susan at family events. Unlike Aunt Susan, however, remorse can't just be pacified with a slice of cake and a cup of tea. It tends to insert itself deeply into your mind, making you squirm and feel horrible about yourself, which is precisely why taking control and doing something about remorse is a fundamental necessity if you're hoping to get your mental and emotional well-being back on track. And that's what I'm going to talk you through today. Now, I have actually covered several topics related to this one in the past. Regrets in episode 22, shame in episode 71, and guilt in episode 124. However, remorse needs its own conversation because there are some key differences, and I'll explain those in a minute. Let's first get ourselves speaking the same language, and let's talk about what is remorse. Remorse is that unsettling, yet deeply human emotion that kicks in when you realize you've messed up, done something wrong or off course from your morals, and maybe even hurt someone, perhaps even yourself. It's like your conscience giving you a nudge, saying, hey, we need to sort this out and make things right. It's different from guilt or regret, though they're all emotional cousins, so to speak. Guilt is more about feeling bad because you think you've done something wrong. Regret is wishing you'd acted differently but it doesn't necessarily have to involve moral or ethical dimensions. Remorse, on the other hand, is deeper and more complex. It combines regret with a sense of moral wrongdoing. You could say that remorse is guilt with an extra layer of reflection. It often leads us to wish we could turn back time and make a different choice not just to avoid negative consequences, but to align more closely with our sense of what is right and what is wrong. When we feel remorse, we're motivated not just to feel bad about our actions, but to also make amends and improve ourselves moving forward. It's a tough emotion to wrestle with, but it's not all bad news. Feeling remorse indicates you have a high level of self-awareness, and a capacity for empathy, both of which are key components of mental well-being. After all, if you felt no remorse or empathy, then you'd either find yourself having a lot of trouble in your relationships, or having a very successful career in politics or the corporate sector. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, come for the comedy, stay for the mental health tips. However, it's really important not to let yourself get stuck in a remorse loop where you can't move past what you've done, and instead you just go through it in your head over and over and over. This can be really damaging to your mental health, and it can prevent you from taking constructive steps to better yourself and your situation. The cold, hard fact is that what's done is done. No amount of lamenting your choices or mentally beating yourself up is going to do anything other than make you feel terrible. I mean, if you really messed up, then of course, you don't just get a free pass, but you're not required to sit in the naughty corner for the rest of your life either. As with all things, it's about finding a healthy balance and making considered choices so you can move forward. So, while remorse can be uncomfortable and emotionally draining, it also offers you an opportunity for growth and self-improvement. The trick is to consciously use it as a catalyst for creating positive change in your life, rather than a weight that holds you back. So, How is remorse different to other similar emotions like regret, guilt, and shame? Navigating the emotional maze of remorse, regret, guilt, and shame can be like telling apart identical twins. Tricky, but doable with some attention to detail. Remorse is your moral compass nudging you to make amends. It's guilt with a strong dash of ethical reflection and contemplating your personal morals. Regret is actually a lot simpler. Just personal disappointment without moral undertones. You wish you'd done this instead of that. Guilt, meanwhile, often has you looking over your shoulder at societal norms, making you feel bad based on external rules and what other people expect. And then there's shame, the real emotional heavyweight, which goes beyond specific actions to make you question your very worth as a person, potentially leading you to feel trapped and unable to act. In short, they're all related, but they also have their own unique attributes, and that's why they've all had their own episodes, like I said earlier, which you'll find linked at ltamh.com. Okay, so now that leads me to the next part of this topic, why remorse has an impact on your mental health. Remorse can eat away at your soul and your self-esteem, making you feel terrible about yourself and your choices, and leading you to second-guess yourself or become overly critical of yourself. But on the other hand, remorse can be both a blessing and a curse for your mental well-being. Depending on how you handle it, feeling remorse is like a sign from your moral compass telling you when you've strayed off track and nudging you back towards being a better human. That's a good thing. This emotional tug can push you into making amends and taking corrective actions, ultimately leading to stronger relationships and personal growth. It's basically emotional intelligence in action, which is never a bad thing. Bear in mind that a lack of remorse or empathy is often a hallmark of a number of personality disorders, including antisocial personality disorder, ASPD, narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, psychopathy, and others. So, you know, feeling remorse is a positive sign. But here comes the flip side. Dwell too much on that remorse and you're opening the door to a Pandora's box of mental health issues. Emotional drain, stress, and rumination, the tendency to stew in your thoughts, are all on the guest list. And these unwelcome visitors can spiral into full-blown depression or anxiety and even take a toll on your physical health. Because nothing says, I'm stressed, like a bout of insomnia, right? Extended periods of remorse can also make you question your worth, chipping away at your self-esteem bit by bit. The bottom line is that while remorse has its virtues, you've got to manage it wisely. Think of it as a tool for growth rather than something you want weighing you down. When you're dealing with remorse, it's not just about the emotion itself, but a host of factors that can shape how it impacts your mental health. Cultural norms, for instance, can dictate whether you should even feel remorseful in the first place. Meanwhile, your age or development stage can change how you process or act on that remorse. There are plenty of things I said or did when I was younger that I felt no remorse over, but now I look back and feel awful about. Coping mechanisms are another consideration. Some people might lean into unhealthy habits, making a tough situation even worse. And don't forget about empathy. Your ability to understand how your actions affect others can be a crucial component of remorse. If you're more emotionally resilient, you may weather the remorseful storm better turning a negative experience into a life lesson. But if you're already walking a mental health tightrope, adding remorse to the mix can make you wobble even more, and you may find yourself feeling burdened by the weight of whatever happened. The severity of your action can also play a role. Not all mistakes weigh equally on the conscience, and some can haunt us for years or even decades. And so that leads me to why you should deal with remorse head on. When remorse isn't dealt with, it's like a splinter in your emotional well-being that just keeps digging deeper. The most immediate impact is usually rumination, a mental loop where you replay what's bothering you, which is about as helpful as a chocolate teapot when you're trying to focus on the present. This obsessive thinking can escalate your stress and anxiety levels and may even eventually lead to depression. Remorse doesn't just affect your mood, it can also chip away at your self-esteem, leaving you feeling unworthy and hesitant to take on new challenges. But wait, unfortunately, there's more, much more. This emotional baggage can cloud your judgment, making decision-making as tricky as assembling flat-pack furniture without instructions. It can also push you into social isolation, which is the last thing you need when you're struggling with your mental health. In the long term, it can even manifest physically, causing anything from poor sleep to cardiovascular issues. And as if that weren't enough, you're also potentially stunting your emotional growth. Instead of evolving from your experiences, you're anchoring yourself to your past mistakes, staying stuck and robbing yourself of the opportunity for personal development. So, unaddressed remorse impacts your entire life, making it crucial to address it proactively. The best way to deal with remorse is to address it head-on and deal with it both assertively and proactively or at least to take ownership of whatever has or hasn't happened. The fact is that facing your remorse is going to be difficult and uncomfortable. There are no quick fixes for any of this stuff, people, and it all takes time, effort, and perseverance. But despite the initial discomfort, there are plenty of benefits, both immediate and long-term, for your mental and emotional well-being. In the short term, it breaks the cycle of harmful rumination and restores a sense of self integrity. Over the long haul, it can deepen your relationships, promote personal growth, and help you build greater emotional resilience. Proactively handling your remorse reduces stress and anxiety, enhances your self esteem, and eventually frees you from the weight of emotional baggage. So, while the initial confrontation might be tough and even painful, it's a worthy emotional investment that helps with your personal growth and long-term emotional health. So how do you do that? Well, let's first take a quick break to hear from the brands who helped me create this show each week. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And welcome back. Now let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to deal with remorse effectively and thoughtfully. Okay, first, self-reflection. And it's a rare thing if I don't bring this up in an episode, because taking time to have an honest conversation with yourself about what you're feeling and why is basically good mental health 101. If you don't know what you feel, how can you heal? This isn't about just wallowing in your feelings, but rather getting to the core of why you did what you did and how it affected others, as well as how it affected you. Think of it as pressing the pause button on life's remote control. It's this pause that allows you to disrupt the cycle of remorseful thoughts and helps you gain the clarity you need to move forward. You can do that with my next point, name your feelings. Before you can effectively address your remorse, it helps to name what you're feeling so you have clarity And focus. Is it remorse, guilt, shame, or regret? Pinpointing the emotion makes it more tangible and easier to address. It's like finding the right diagnosis before you can apply the appropriate treatment. Next, identify why you feel remorse. And that means getting to the root cause of it. This is more than just acknowledging that you feel bad. It's about understanding the why behind it. Why? Because when you know why you feel something, you have a better understanding of how to deal with it and learn from it for the future. Did you violate your own moral code? Did you hurt someone you care about? Understanding the reason behind your feelings can guide you in how to best make amends. Next, practice self-compassion. Okay, so you messed up. Who hasn't? If I had a dollar for every mistake I'd made, or every insensitive thing I've said, either intentionally or unintentionally, I'd have a lot of dollars. I'm no saint. But then again, few of us are. We're human, and human beings make mistakes. We learn from our failures a lot more than our successes, and mistakes have the power To turn you into something better than you were before. Remorse is a tough emotion to grapple with. So be kind to yourself. It's, it's important not to let it consume you. Remember that everyone makes mistakes. It's part of being human. Practicing self compassion doesn't mean you're letting yourself off the hook or giving yourself a free pass. Instead, it means you're giving yourself the Emotional space you need to make amends and move forward. Okay, next, validate your feelings. It's okay to feel remorse. It means you care about your actions and their impact on others. Good. So you should. Don't invalidate your feelings by comparing yourself to others or minimizing the situation. Validating your emotions is the first step in managing them more effectively moving forward. Speaking of, my next tip is deal with your emotions head on because trying to sweep your emotions under the rug rarely solves the issue. In fact, it often makes it worse and it makes your rug lumpy. (laughs) So stupid. Acknowledge what you're feeling without judgment and then consider healthy ways to process those emotions. That could mean talking through your feelings with a trusted friend or a professional, like a counsellor or psychologist, doing some physical activity to reduce stress, or even engaging in creative expression like painting or writing. Another way to do that is with my next point, write it down. Or as I often say in this show, write it out to get it out. Instead of letting those thoughts go round in your head like a toddler on a sugar high, grab a pen and paper and channel your thoughts and feelings out of your body. Journaling can also be a big help for getting your emotions out on a regular basis rather than keeping them bottled up. You might also find it helpful to write a letter to yourself or even to the person you've wronged It can be incredibly cathartic and freeing. Just don't accidentally mail the letter. (laughs) The act of writing can help you express and organize your thoughts, and it can even bring newfound perspectives that you might not have realized while caught up in your emotions. Okay, next, communicate. So, if your remorse involves someone else, don't shy away from having a candid conversation with them a well-timed, sincere apology can go a long way. By bringing your feelings into the open, you give the other person an opportunity to share their side of the story too. Sometimes that alone can ease the burden of remorse because knowing the actual impact of your actions, instead of inventing a narrative in your head, can lift the fog of uncertainty that often makes remorse worse. It's potentially uncomfortable, but it's better to know where you stand instead of trying to guess, because your mind will usually go to worst-case scenario. Okay, so that leads to my next point, make amends. In other words, do what you can to put it right. Where possible, take tangible steps to correct your mistake. Maybe it's returning something you took or offering help to someone you've previously dismissed. Taking corrective action replaces the helplessness of remorse with a sense of empowerment. And it's a way of regaining control of the situation and making a positive change. Plus, it's just the decent thing to do. Okay, next... Reflect on the lessons. After you've dealt with the immediate situation, take some time to begin identifying lessons you can learn from this experience. This may take some time, and that's okay, but the sooner you start this process, the better, because everything is an opportunity for personal growth. Remember, mistakes are inevitable in life. It's how you handle them that defines you. I'll come back to what to do with your lessons in a minute, but the point here is that knowing you have the capability to learn and grow from your experiences can, over time, help to lessen the emotional sting of future mistakes. Next, consider the big picture, because sometimes remorse can make a situation seem worse than it actually is, engulfing you in a cloud of emotion that's hard to see through. Taking a step back to see the bigger picture can provide context, helping you realize that this moment of remorse is just that, a moment in a much larger life journey. Again, I remind you that you are not your mistakes, but what you do with them. Okay, next, apply what you've learned. Don't let your remorse go to waste. Use it as a learning experience. Have your actions taught you something about the kind of person you don't want to be? Great. Use this newfound insight to make positive changes in your life, whether that's mending a relationship or changing some of your own behaviors so that you don't repeat the same mistake in the future. Another way to do that is with my next tip, harness your remorse to do better. You can turn your remorse into a motivator for positive change by channeling it into a project or initiative that helps others. Sometimes the best way to forgive yourself is to contribute positively to the world around you using your past mistakes as a catalyst. Okay, next, be patient because working through remorse isn't an overnight process. It takes time. You might not get the closure or forgiveness you seek right away, and that's okay. The important thing is that you're taking steps to improve. And sometimes the mere act of starting to do that can lighten your emotional load significantly. Okay, next, forgive yourself. Holding on to remorse long term can be detrimental to your mental health. Remind yourself that everyone makes mistakes and it's part of the human experience. Once you've taken steps to make amends, given the situation, the attention it deserves and learned from it, it's important to let go and move forward. If you're struggling with how to do that, I covered self-forgiveness back in episode 80. And for tips on how to forgive yourself, watch my latest video, it's out now on YouTube and Spotify, and it's linked in the episode description. Because when it comes to remorse and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Unaddressed remorse can become a toxic and corrosive force in your life, leading to rumination, reduced self-esteem, and even negative impacts on your physical health. However, tackling remorse head-on can serve as a catalyst For self improvement and emotional resilience. And it's certainly a better choice than letting things fester. Acknowledge your feelings, learn from them, and forgive yourself in order to break the cycle of negative emotions and find a way to move forward. Don't let the weight of your past mistakes hold you back. Make the choice to turn your remorse into a stepping stone towards a more satisfying and balanced life. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? Each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by an unknown author, and it is, The weight of remorse can crush even the strongest of souls. Let me repeat that. The weight of remorse can crush even the strongest of souls. All right, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about emotional pain. Sometimes things happen that are out of our control, but which bring us a lot of emotional pain. From issues in our personal life or at work, through to challenges and needless violence in the world around us, Life can be emotionally draining sometimes. So I'm going to be looking at how we can cope when we're dealing with emotional difficulties at home, at work, or further afield. I'll be talking about what emotional pain is and what it isn't, why it affects your mental health, and how to manage it in a considered way. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 19th of November 2023. For more tips, watch my weekly video on YouTube and subscribe to my newsletter, Thursday Thoughts. Plus, find me on Instagram at LTA Mental Health, where I post daily. Along with my other account, it's Jeremy Godwin, full of tips for better mental health. And support my work, plus get early access to ad-free episodes on Patreon. You'll find all of those linked in the episode description or just visit ltamh.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world. Because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com.